0: Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host Trey Matthews, and it is time for a crossover, ladies and gentlemen. So get ready for your Thanksgiving weekend because we are decking the halls with a crossover. It's going to be a two-parter for this week. I am bringing in Michael of Locked On. Well, technically, I'm going on his show, and then, uh, well, you you get the point. It's a crossover between me and Michael of Locked On Toronto Maple Leafs. So get ready for that. This is really exciting. We're going to be discussing the CBA. I'm going to tell him some funny stories. We're also going to do a little bit of quiz shows. And by the way, this was all too much to pack into just one episode. So like I said, 2 parter. So without further ado, let's bring in Michael.
1: Hello and welcome to the Locked On Lease podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother from TSN's Overdrive. Hit me up on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show as well at Locked On Lease. And if you like what you hear today, please consider subscribing to the podcast. Leave a rating or review as well. That would be fantastic. Uh, today, I'm going to be Joined by Trey Matthews of the Locked On Devils podcast, Trey, what's going on, Bud?
0: Uh, you know, work is causing me all sorts of stress, and I am just so glad that uh, uh, winter break for my school is almost is almost here. That's what, if I'm being one hundred percent
1: honest with you. What you're 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 what you're going on vacay next week?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going back home. So you know, got got I got to get out of here. I'm going <laughs> insane.
1: So where are you based? Are you based out of out of uh, New Jersey?
0: Uh, I'm actually close to New Jersey. So my family uh, on my mom's side is actually from New Jersey. Uh, Right now we reside in Philadelphia. And I go to New Jersey quite frequently, especially during the summer times to go to the Jersey Shore. Mm -hmm. Uh, My grandmother and aunt live in Trenton. So uh, yeah, I I have uh, roots in New Jersey.
1: They actually brought
0: me up as a Devils fan.
1: Right on, right on. Well, we'll, we'll get to some Devils talking a little bit, and the Leafs and Devils made a trade earlier this offseason, and we'll certainly touch on that. But one of the big storylines that we got to touch on today that we'll both be discussing uh, is kind of this return to play hitting a bit of a snag here. Uh, not too sure if you saw this, but there was some news that came down probably about last night that there were some rumblings that the owners wanted to kind of reopen talks a little bit with the players, and they had a conversation yesterday. Seems like they want to have the players defer 16% more of their salaries after already agreeing to defer 10% of them um, further into the future and trying to defer 16% of next year's salaries. Uh, What are your thoughts on that, man? Like, do, do you think that this is kind of good faith? Like they just hammered out a CBA no more than what, four, three, four months ago. And they were already like, yeah, look, we need a little bit more coming away from you guys. Like, I don't know, man. I, I don't know how to feel about it.
0: Okay. So uh, obviously nothing is set in stone, especially during this pandemic. Anything, if 2020 has taught me anything, and I've said this on my show, everything and anything is possible. So uh, you really you really cannot plan for stuff like this. So yeah, you you uh, sorted it out about three or four months ago, but unfortunately, uh, their projections in terms of how much revenue they would lose and things of that nature was a little off. it's not just in the nhl it's also in the nba it's also in the mlb uh because uh also in the nfl uh, once their season is over more than likely it's because in uh those major sports is they they lost a lot of finance because uh there's a lot more factors than people think uh go into uh planning for stuff like that because it you, you gotta gotta know like a lot of owners, they lost a lot of money due to the lack of ticket sales. They've lost a lot of money because they had to put this bubble together. They lost a lot of money because, you know, the, the their TV time was uh, a little different and they're competing with other sports. So, you know, the NHL is competing with sports that, you know, usually don't really happen around that time. Right. Or, you know, like uh, they were competing with the NBA and the NBA was in their playoffs. That usually doesn't happen. So, um, because usually the NHL finishes up their season after well, the, play, the NBA. The playoffs so, kind of go. Yeah.
1: The playoffs go kind of hand to hand a little bit um, between the the NHL and NBA. But the you know then you're battling with MLB. Uh, so the MLB was out there, and, and that's something that you're not usually battling with. Uh, and that's just another entity that they were going with. Plus, you had. People focused on the uh, coronavirus, plus you had people focused on the election that was coming up in the U.S. So there was so much that went against it. My question, though, and this is kind of where I where I, I, I want to have somebody on to talk about it, to bounce it through. Like, how did these owners, like, were they mistaken for thinking that they would be able to have people in the building when the next season started? Like, as far as I'm concerned, I wasn't expecting to have people in the in the building you know, this new year, and if that was part of their revenue that they factored into it, I mean, where were they getting these stats from and who were they talking to that allowed them to put this into their revenue when they were trying to negotiate in good faith back in uh, back in June?
0: Well, there's no clear-cut answer. There's a, a multitude of answers. So basically what you just said is one of those answers, which is, you know, they anticipated for fans to get back into arenas at most maybe like 50% at most. So, you know, they're planning for that, but obviously, it, where I'm at, in Michigan, there's a lockdown right now for the next three weeks. So, things like that are very unpredictable. So, um, you know, they, they were targeting, and they, it was just one of those things where they just planned too far ahead, and the anticipation just didn't go the way they wanted to go, because like I said, the Stanley Cup uh, finals numbers, the, I don't know if you've seen the TV ratings, down 60%. Yeah. It was from, brutal. Compared to last compared to last year. So imagine all that television money that was lost. And, you know, you have to play a certain amount of games to get that television revenue because, uh, you know, they have that deal with NBC. You also uh, have to keep the players happy. You have to uh, make sure that, you know, you're, that you're trying to compensate for for ticket sales loss and because, you know, you can't just rely on sponsorships and jersey numbers. You, you, you need other things. So there's no clear-cut answer. But uh, one of the answers you gave, which is, you know, um, just planning too far ahead or maybe just like wanting more fans in attendance. I'm, I'm sure that was in the talks, but I'm mm-hmm. sure they didn't know it was set in stone, but it's this year, it's going to depend on where the area is. So in, uh, in, in, a state like California, I wouldn't expect to see any fans in attendance, but in a state like Florida, there will be people in attendance. It, right. It's going to depend more on where the area is. And also, uh, I know they did this in the NBA but in the NHL are there any talks about like maybe uh the some of the Canadian teams coming down to the states to you know just reside in in a bubble like what what's going on
1: So actually uh, I mean what we're hearing up here is the potential of there being an all Canadian division and just having all seven Canadian teams do a bit of a division realignment and have them all kind of bubble up uh somewhere along Canada whether it's in Edmonton, Vancouver, Toronto, wherever it may be and then just kind of have all the American teams also split up into new different divisions and then have the season just kind of be a whole bunch of newness I guess when it comes to to, to realignment and 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 allow the American teams to play each other and then allow the Canadian teams play each other. And then hopefully you know, with, with the news of a, uh, a potential, um, uh, here for the virus coming out, there's been news about it that by the time that the playoffs roll around come April, potentially they would feel comfortable opening up borders and allowing a lot more cross border traffic between the two uh, countries. But, I don't know. Nothing's been set in stone, obviously. This is just things that are being talked about. I know that other sports like the NBA and, and MLB, you're talking just one Canadian team, so it's pretty easy for that one team to relocate. But we're talking seven Canadian teams here in the NHL. And you got to remember, the NHL is king here in Canada, right? So if you take them all out of those markets, that's that's not going to go over very well up north here.
0: No, but at the same time, you know, we can't take uh, the 24 other teams up to Canada. No, so that no. would be, you know,
1: and, and that's, plus that's, the Seattle Kraken. Yeah, well, that's something that, that I, trust me, I do not envy Gary Bettman. Like, this is going to be a very tough, tough year for Bettman. It already has been. And I don't envy him because he's got to try and make all these deci- uh, all these decisions while trying to keep the players as happy as possible, also the owners as happy as possible, and just kind of get back to this whole deferment of 16% of their salaries. I think it is also important to say that deferment doesn't mean that they're cutting salaries by 16% also. Um, it just means that they're going to try and pay them later on. And uh, I I read an article in The Athletic by Pierre Lebrun, um, the head columnist there, And he said that there's a big difference between deferring and prorated salaries like you saw in MLB. And I'll just quickly read the quote here. It said, it should be noted that the NHL is not asking to prorate salaries for a shortened season, which had long been speculated, but rather defer more player salary money. There's an, an important distinction there because salary deferral means that the players would still get what's theirs, but some of it a few years down the road instead of getting it all this season, whereas prorated means that the money is out the window and they'll never see it again. So there is a difference. It's not like the owners are asking these players to take a pay cut. They're just saying, look, we just need to kick it down the road a little bit more because we're not getting the money we expected to get this season. But next year, when Seattle has to come in and when Seattle has to pay up that bid, then they get a whole influx of, of money coming into the into the league, into the owners, maybe they'll feel more comfortable uh, allowing them to to give them more money then, as opposed to having to give them all of their money now.
0: Right, and we saw this at the MLB when they were uh, doing their debate, and there was actually a threat that the season would be canceled because they couldn't get to an agreement, so... Uh, The the real question is, like, who do you side with more, the commissioner or the players? Because the commissioner is like, listen, I write your paychecks and we're losing money. So I need you to also sacrifice because I'm sacrificing for you as well. But the players are like, without me, you have no business. Like, uh, I'm the reason why you're making so many jersey sales. I'm the reason why people are putting their butts in seats like, you know, like. So it's like it's a debate, like saying, like, listen, I get where you're coming from, but you have to understand where we're coming from. And, you know, without uh, I, I say this when I first joined the Lockdown Podcast Network, when I was talking about uh, the the issue of just canceling a season flat out, way easier said than done, because it does affect next year. So if there's no communication, if there's no agreement between the Players Association and also the commissioner, you can really uh, see what would happen. Uh Take the NHL, for example, back in 2005 when there was no season at all.
1: Yeah, I I don't think that's going to happen. I hope that's not going to happen. I I need to see hockey in the next couple of months, and I think it'd be way too costly on both ends for them to to cancel the season, especially with uh, an expansion coming up. But I think it's also important just to remember, too, that the NHL is technically only entitled to 50% of hockey revenue, and if they're not making all that money back, they're just going to have to pay it back in escrow anyway. So a big portion of why they're asking these teams or these players to defer their salaries pretty much just so that they don't have to pay as much. Well, not so that they don't, they're not doing it in their best interest. They're doing it for the league's best interest. But essentially, it'll just allow them to have to pay less escrow down the road. So it's more so just spreading out the money a little bit over the next couple of years as opposed to having to pay these all up front all at once. You know what I mean?
0: Right. But, you know, like I said, nothing is ever – if 2020 has taught me anything, it's just that anything and everything is possible. Nothing is uh, clear and cut and dry as people make it out to be. There's always a a magnitude of just different outcomes and scenarios. And you know what? Like we're not done with 2020 just yet. So uh, we could be in for one more or two or three more big surprises. So I really hope the NHL can really get into an agreement soon because we just saw uh, a couple days ago that the ECHL, that uh, six of their uh, teams have decided to opt out of the season mm-hmm. and they're set to take the ice in less than a month. So, you know, we're seeing how hectic that is and how scrambled it is and, you know um like like i said canceling a season is way easier said than done because unfortunately if you cancel a season it does affect next season because the CBA will get messed up then you're going to have to do negotiations and potentially there would be no season because there would be no uh, agreement so like you so like to if anyone's confused of what i'm saying so let's say you cancel this season then next season will will be just totally messed up and then the season after probably no season again because you know the CBA will get messed up people are losing money and Uh, You know, you could really put yourself in a bankrupt situation. So, you know, this is why, why I was telling people like, you know, oh, they should just cancel the season. It's not important. You know, things are bigger than hockey. I'm like, that's way easier said than done.
1: Oh, for sure and, and and up here in Canada, we got the Canadian Football League. They actually folded their season this year, and now it's a question mark whether or not they're going to be able to have a season next year. And if you go two years a a league that is pretty gate driven, I mean, now there's even talks about can they even survive this pandemic if they can't get things uh, on the rails. So I could only imagine the NHL uh, possibly could end up in the same predicament because the NHL, unlike uh, the NBA and NFL, certainly more gate-driven than the other major sports uh, in North America. What do you think is a realistic timeline for when the, the league does start up? Because I am of the belief that this will eventually get solved. And just like we, we mentioned, I think both sides understand the uh, magnitude of what a lockout could do to this league and, and what it could do for everybody involved. So I believe that, that this will get situated. It's just a little bit of a, a snag, bit of a speed bump, and we'll eventually get back to playing some hockey uh, sometime in the new year. But what do you think is is probably most likely the target date here that the NHL, uh, I guess a realistic date that you can see the NHL dropping the puck?
0: January. That That's how realistic I'm seeing it right now. Like Jan 1 right now, or...? It,
1: like, that's what they've said January 1st. Is that realistic, though? Right.
0: Um, as long as you don't have any more big issues, because right now they're at a speed bump. But, you know, the thing with uh, uh, you should know about Michigan roads are absolutely terrible. So, like, <laughs> as you keep on going and going and going, the road gets worse, worse and worse. So but, you know, you could take a back road and uh, the, the road will be just fine. So as long as that uh, they try to avoid that bumpy road and, you know, thus you're getting a flat tire and thus you you're you delay about an hour or two, then, you know, then, you know, I I think they'll, they'll be fine. Just take the back road and just try to figure out alternatives and you have to come to a compromise at worst comes to worst, similar to what, um, two sports I want to give an example of, like you can either be Rob Manfred of the MLB or you can be Adam Silver of the NBA, which is, you know, both of those commissioners, One is really liked, the other is (laughs) is, really hated. It's a joke. (laughs) One is liked, one is hated. One got things done, came up with a plan, and uh, got got it underway. The other, they didn't even play half of their season, and now you know people are like, and don't tell Jason of Locked On Ducks that I said this, but I think an asterisk is should be placed next to that World Series um, World Series title because um, you know you can't play not even half of your season and then call yourself a champion. Just no way.
1: Uh, I don't know if I'll go go that far just because I think the Dodgers are the best team in baseball and they would have won anyways. But uh, let's let's take a quick break here. When we return, the Leafs and Devils had themselves uh, an off-season trade. So we'll get to that. We'll discuss that. And then we're going to play – A game that I like to play here on this podcast called Cosign No Sign, so we'll get all to that next. Oh
0: ho, ho. Well, the holidays are approaching, ladies and gentlemen, so it's always the busiest shopping days of the year, so let me save you guys on some deals, some delicious deals for that matter, coming from Built Bar. So, starting Black Friday, dreaming of a white Christmas, beginning Thanksgiving Day at 5 p.m., introducing the all-new white chocolate bar, while supplies last, white chocolate cookies and cream, white chocolate salted caramel, and two free candy cane brownie bars with every Every item purchase, 25% off products all weekend long. Go to builtbar.com and you get 25% off for Black Friday. Plus don't forget to use the promo code to get an extra percent off. Not enough or did you miss out on the opportunity? Well, starting Cyber Monday only. Dreaming of a white Christmas still? White chocolate continues while supplies last. White chocolate cherry sundae. White chocolate coconut deluxe. Two free candy cane brownie bars with every item purchased while supplies last. 25% off all products. Plus receive a free advent calendar with every purchase. Purchase, plus 12 built bytes and 12 months of savings okay is that not enough so you know what they're giving you guys some good deals so i take them if i were you okay so go to builtbar.com and get 25 percent off for black friday plus don't forget to use the promo code to get an extra percent off
1: Welcome back to the Locked On Leafs podcast. Uh, Mike DiStefano still with you, being joined by Locked On Devils host, Trey Matthews, and we're going to go over this off-season trade that happened a little bit uh, earlier in the off-season between the Leafs and the Devils. I nearly forgot about it, to be honest with you, and we were getting ready to record, and I'm like, oh, here's what we're going to talk about, and then, Trey, you're like, yeah, I want to ask you about uh, Andreas Janssen, I'm like... I almost forgot that he was a New Jersey Devil. Um, so for those who, like me, don't remember the trade, uh, Andreas Janssen sent Pack into New Jersey for Joey Anderson. Uh, essentially, this was a way for Toronto to get Janssen's cap off the books so that they could do what they had to do throughout the offseason. Uh, but what, were, what are your thoughts as a, uh, you know, out of New Jersey. You guys excited about this move and excited about bringing Johnson into the club?
0: Absolutely. So I know that since the New Jersey devils are a rebuilding team, that they were willing to take on bigger contracts, you know, and be salary dump places for contending teams like the, uh, the Maple Leafs and Johnson is actually a really good player. So I, I, I'm liking that. Cause I wasn't a big fan of the Ryan Murray trade, but uh, for, for Johnson, you know, his uh his um his contract uh grants him two at least two more seasons with the new jersey devils so he signed for this season next season and then uh after the 2022 2023 season he'll be uh he'll be a free agent so uh he's guaranteed to be in new jersey for a few more years he's put up some great numbers that you guys should you know be aware of so like in 2018 2019 putting up 43 points with 20 goals and 23 assists and uh you know he's a young guy he's a he's only um he's only 25 years old so i i believe he can be a great asset for the new jersey devils for a rebuilding team like us because you know we need something we need something to get excited about and you know um we didn't give up much for him obviously i know this was a salary dump for you guys so you're not really concerned about his uh his level of play but here's another thing that i think he brings to the table so recently we signed goalie uh Corey Crawford to a two-year deal. And the one thing I like about Crawford is that he has uh, background experience in playing the Stanley Cup Finals. So that's what the New Jersey Devils need. We need uh, a shift of our culture because I think we forgot how to win. And for Johnson, even though he doesn't have Stanley Cup Finals uh, experience, he still has playoff experience. And you know, I think that's what he can bring to the table for our team. So he's a great player. He can still develop. He's still very young. We still have him for a few more years, which I like about because it was one of the things that I didn't like about the Ryan Murray trade is that he's only signed for one more year. So it's like, give or take, like, you know, what if, what if it just doesn't work out? I'm seeing too many risks than upside. But for Jansen, I'm like, okay, we have him for a few more years. He can develop. He has playoff experience. He's great. And, you know, yes, he's expensive, but at the same time, you know, we can't be picky or choosy. We as a as a rebuilding team, you know, we're just going to be we're, we're going to be a salary dump for both teams. So uh, in fits, we trust in our general manager, we trust <laughs> he's making good moves.
1: And, and you know what? I think it's a win win for everybody because, you know, it, it, yes, this was technically a cap dump for Toronto. But he's a good player. Like he's a useful player. He's somebody who can play up and down your lineup if you need him to plug him in on the first line. He spent tons of time next to Austin Matthews, and he was very good next to him. Uh you know, in the time that he spent there. He can literally play first line, second line, third line, fourth line, somebody who you can just plug and play wherever you need him to. Uh he's a good player. He can play on the second power play and just eat up minutes. Like he's just a solid middle six player, I would say who you can count on to, to score a little bit. There was a time last year, there was a 30-game span, I remember, uh, or the year before. Yeah, the year before. A 30-game span where he scored, uh, he had 27 points in 30 games, and I was thinking to myself, man, this Janssen has really come out of nowhere, and just the numbers didn't add up. We needed to cut salary. Um, he became a little bit expendable when he got injured, and, and Ilya Mikheyev kind of took his spot in the middle six there. And... At the end of the day, I think that Toronto was better off giving him an opportunity to play elsewhere, and New Jersey seems like welcoming him with open arms. I think it's a good move for both sides.
0: Well, listen, we'll welcome anyone who uh, has <laughs> decent numbers with uh, open arms because, like I said, we don't really have many options because nobody wants to come to New Jersey to play, especially if we're not winning. The only the only way you can convince someone to come to New Jersey is if we're like title contenders, but we're not that. So, uh, no offense to anyone who's listening to this, but you know, just. Just saying we're not the ideal <laughs> spot to, to come and play hockey in. But, you know, I think we have a good culture and I think Jansen will uh fit in well with um with our organization. And also like uh, uh last year, you know, Jack Hughes didn't do too well. And you know, I've been so critical of him on my show. I even talked trash to his brother when his brother came up to my college to play against our hockey team. Almost started <laughs> a fight, but almost started a fight, by the way. Uh sorry. Sorry, Dad. Hold Um, on. I got to hear that
1: story. I got to hear that story. Please expand on that. You can't just drop that and then not move on. You're talking about Quinn Hughes or Luke Hughes? Luke. You got to tell me about this story.
0: Okay. I've talked about it on my show before. So what happened was is that um, he plays for Team USA, so that uh, travel hockey team that uh, has a lot of great young prospects. So like uh, Jake Sanderson has played on Team USA who was selected in this year's draft? I think Drysdale has also played for Team USA. So uh, Team USA came up to Adrian College to play us in a in a scrimmage, and um, I, I see Hughes on the on the uh, on the rink. But the thing was, there was two Hugheses. There was L Hughes, which is Luke Hughes, the younger brother of Jack Hughes and Quinn Hughes, mm-hmm. and there was uh, Jay Hughes, which uh, surprisingly and coincidentally his name was Jack Hughes, but he has no relation to the Hughes brothers at all. So I'm, I'm, I'm on the uh, – where, where am I on the rink? I'm on the southwest corner of the rink. I'm with the team that I do play-by-play for. I'm just standing, and I'm having a good time. I'm banging against the glass, and I see Hughes. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is that uh, Jack Hughes' little brother? Because I knew it was Team USA. I was like, is, is that his brother who's committed to play at the University of Michigan? And someone was like, yeah, yeah, that's him. And I was like, oh, yeah. And I, I'm just banging on the glass. Hey, I'm yelling from the top of my lungs. I'm like, hey, Hughes, your brother sucks. He's a disgrace. <laughs>
1: He's a disgrace.
0: Oh, like you suck, like your brother. He he plays like uh, uh, I'm I'm I don't know if you want to put the expletive on this episode, but I'll just uh, be FCC friendly. He's playing like S word, you know, <laughs> from the top of my lungs. And and um, one of the uh, there was a parent who was sitting next, who was standing right next to me, and uh, he's like, hey hey hey, it was his first year, like like chill, like you know, give him a chance, like you know. I was like, and I'm getting that parent's face. I'm like, no. He played like garbage. He played like shit. Oh, crap. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, and, and I'm getting in his face. And one of the players on my team, she's like, Trey, calm down. You're about to start a fight. And then I, I stopped. And then I'm going over to talk to one of the players I do play-by-play for. And uh, uh, an adult comes up behind me and he whispers in my ear. He's like, you know, that was Jack Hughes' dad. And I almost. Oh, and, no. um, my, my heart sank. My oh. heart sank and I thought I was about to crap my fans. I'm like, uh-oh, what oh. did I just do? So I go over I go over and apologize. I'm like, I am so sorry. And he's like, oh, don't worry. I'm not actually Jack Hughes' father. I, I, I am Jack Hughes' father, but not the Jack Hughes you were thinking of. Because like, like I told you, <laughs> there were two Hughes'. There was Jack Hughes, who has no correlation of the Hughes brothers. And then there's Luke Hughes, the younger brother of Quinn and Jack, so who are in the NHL. So uh, he, he was he said, I was just doing that to teach you a lesson. That's you know, funny. you gotta be careful he was like you gotta be careful because you never know who's like standing next to you so uh you know he, he he was a he was a great sport about it and i said oh okay okay yeah you got me and so yeah i i was like okay maybe i gotta be a little more uh cautious on my surroundings and things like that so yeah I, I was trying to meet with luke hughes after the game too, before he got on the team bus because i wanted him to appear on my show and, and something like that but i missed him but Yeah, I I know, I know. It's a double standard, but hey, (laughs) what what are you going to do?
1: That's awesome. That's an amazing story, dude. I can't believe you were just going to just try and wash right past that. That's something that my fans here at Locked On Leafs needed to hear for sure. Um But You're just a a passionate fan that that apparently wears it on his sleeve, man. That's all that is, just a passionate guy. And
0: sorry, Michael, we're going to have to leave it there. So uh, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Locked On Devils and also Locked On Toronto Maple Leafs. And get ready for part two in tomorrow's episode. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. So don't worry, there's always still more in store when we're doing two-part crossovers. Thanks for listening, though.